This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Rum, do you hear something? Yeah, what is that? It's a bird. No, it's a plane. No, it's not that. Ooh, it's the best of the buzz with Bill. Is that right, eh? It's a good sign of things to come. Commentary on trending headlines with veteran AMI producer Bill Shackleton. Well, now. Billy! I say Shack! Yep, I'm back. This is an interesting one from the UK. Um, actually, they are pre- they are preparing for plus 40 degrees Celsius weather. And it's supposed to be, I believe it's Monday and Tuesday. Um, the the problem that you're going to that they're predicting is that there could be there's a rail service disruption, it could be uh power disruptions, um they never had this before. And I guess it's like what happens when there's a bit of snow in an area where you are not prepared? The whole city's the whole city comes to a, a halt. And I think they're afraid of one of the things that if this happens, how ready are they to handle this? I mean, what they're basically saying is even if you're healthy, it could be very dangerous. They're not used to this kind of weather. It's just Again, because of climate change, right? You know, Bill, it's like when we had uh, everything going on in BC last year, the heat, of yeah, course, the fires, right. uh, the rain. But when you talk of, of heat, it's so hard to imagine so many places and, and you know that don't have air conditioning, even up here compared to uh, places in more south of us in the United States where what? What do you mean you don't have air conditioning in schools or, or this kind of Which with the schools we know has led to so much of the problem of uh, you know, not that they don't necessarily have air conditioning, but the keeping up with with good circulation, uh, rearing its head with the with the pandemic. But when you talk England, somewhere where yeah. that is so rare, the fires, that issue, and I don't know about their combat equipment or how much they have to get from other countries or borrow. These things become so magnified because it's not normal now. Again, we're very much on climate change and the problems that that's creating, but I know the world has its cycles and these things cycle through and happen where you'll get a year maybe out of every you know, 30, 40 years where this is the heat's here, where the fire uh, because of circumstance, everything like that. Like when we were talking last week with Kim um, up in the Yukon on her community report about how many fires were sparked by lightning hits. That's just not yeah. something happening all the time. No. No, and so, it's like when you're not prepared for it, what do you do? I mean, uh, you know, it may only happen once every 20 years. What do you do about it? Well, it's like that storm, I, you know, where ice, yeah. whether we get an ice storm like we've had, pull down hydro lines becomes a danger to drive in. Um, but when you talk about places who don't really get, they're on the fringe of that kind of damp, unclement weather that moves in, are more susceptible to ice. Maybe they have more equipment just in case, but they don't if it's a, an actual snow dump. How many plows yeah. do we have? What do we do? Who has snow tires? Where does anyone get them? Who's going to put them on just for you know a storm that hits and the snow will be probably gone in two days, three days? So yeah. there's so much that you, you think, can we just wait it out? And I think that's the way with everything. But when you talk heat, Bill, uh, yeah, how do you wait heat out? <laughs> days yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm thinking of the people that are... Um, that are elderly. I remember that thing in Chicago where there was 800 people killed a few years ago, I believe. And how many people are there in these homes where they're, like you say, no air, 
how are you going to how are you going to deal with this? I mean, it's going to be, you know, it could be really yeah. bad. It could get really bad. Yeah, well, and we've saw it. We now know how many people out in BC they attribute deaths to from last year. We've heard, like you said, Chicago, other places where. You know, people just economically can't afford air conditioners and are living in places where there's no airflow and you've got this this temperature. And, uh, you know, Europe's going to be the same. Um, there's always that vulnerable community that's out there. A story out of London, England, um, that is interesting. That is basically from the National Post, um, basically saying that people uh, people faking disabilities is causing mm-hmm. chaos. So this is interesting. Um, essentially, the 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 CEO of Heathrow Airport is blaming TikTok for a series of videos that have gone up and these they call them travel hacks and basically what they are is people are putting up videos of how they have they have put uh, their loved ones in a wheelchair to escape lines and and so you're thinking to yourself you know this is absolutely ridiculous to think that people are putting up videos on how to actually do this so you can, um, you know, get through the lines and, and people are, it's like this, the CEO was on a, on a show in Britain on a talk show and he was asked, basically there was a case where there was a whole lot of people in a room without, uh, without air conditioning and, and basically why wasn't their staff there? And the problem was, um, well, he said there was no, there's not enough staff. And the problem is that there was, too many people that were claiming to have disabilities. Um, and, you know, this is really, I don't know whether there's a Canadian angle to this story, but oh, certainly. Oh, if it's going yeah, up on know, to- uh, TikTok. Going out there, it's the same yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, look, look, I know. Do you want to talk about some of the videos that people have posted up? I'm actually laughing at some of this stuff. Um, well, one, one of them was a per, uh, how, how, uh, how they pushed their grandfather or someone through, you know, and and one of the somebody faked a broken leg. Yeah, yeah. That's and, one and, of, and, somebody faked and they a label it. Leg. They label it how to get through, like yeah. bypass lines. Yeah, how to and skip stuff your like lines. That. It's a hack. It's yeah. a legit way that people it's are labeling tra- it. Yeah. The caption read, "We put my sister in a wheelchair to skip yeah. lines at the airport." 250k views. If you're always late to the airport, try this to save some time. Wow. Yeah. But the yeah. way you you even couch that is, hey guys, if you're like that, just try this. Like, do the most dishonest, take advantage, like, inconvenient the most people who really need a service. Now again, we get into so then how does the airport? How does it? Do they just well? We can't do much about it, so we can't serve some people. This is the the thing with garbage like this is there yeah. isn't a resolution. The, so the person who needs the help, the legitimate person. Just uh, well, we can't do much about it because people are faking it. That's not the solution. Solve it. 
Yeah, I know. And, and I don't know. I, and I don't know how you do. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know, but you get really tired of people messing things up for other yeah. people and us just saying, well, what am I going to do with that? I can't like, you know, tell the person get up. I'm sure you can walk or what, you know, uh, y- yeah. you know, because then it's they're going to cause a lot of issues. Yeah. It's going to cause a lot of, because yeah, now, now you're going to get the other end of it where people are like, oh, you, you got to prove your disability. And, and even if you yeah. have invisible disabilities or seniors who need that extra support or whatever, um, there's going to be, it's going to come full circle where staff are now inquiring whether you have a fake disability or not. And and I'm not suggesting people haven't pulled this before. Sure they have. Okay. But oh, gone yeah. on but and been able like to tell 200,000 people to do it and how you do it. And then where, as the item also said, you know, you had a room full of 20 people who did need legitimate help having yeah, to wait right, yeah. while the person who doesn't need it is. And, and the staff, like we know, yeah. okay. Anyone who's flown out of Pearson, period, knows how understaffed uh, in how prevalent it is how, that Pearson is understaffed for the people who need support. And the staff are running around trying to get everybody on their flights. And if you're late, then it's even worse. And all this stuff. And if you need the extra support and getting through security, all this stuff. And then you have a, like hundreds of people faking it on top of yeah. that. Come on, guys. Yeah, and then telling hundreds yeah. of others how to do Shake it. Shake my And you're head. not just talking airports. You're talking, you know, train stations and so on around the world. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. But again, I go back to how do we solve this problem? Because what are you going to do that's non-invasive to find out the culprits? The, uh, the, the reality is all they can do is serve the people instead of our attitude. Well, we'll find yeah. out the phony. No, no, you won't. Yeah. This does come down to to a moral compass situation. It does. And like ignorance of of people who don't realize the actual people with disabilities who need the help. And again, it goes back to people using the automatic doors. Everybody loves the automatic doors until it breaks and they just go to the door they can physically open while the wheelchair person sits there and waits till someone can open it for them. Well, wheelchair people could have done that 50 years ago before these doors existed. Just wait, right? Yeah. And I was thinking the exact same thing about accessible washrooms. Yep. Oh, you need to change, yep. yeah. so you're going to use the accessible washroom while the person who needs the accessible washroom has to wait for you. And only has the one choice. Mm-hmm. So, mm. anyway. Man, so Bill, messy. would you okay. bring that on here? Now look how grumpy. is. bad enough rhyme and depressed us definite earlier. Wednesday article. Good grief. This article comes from a magazine called Engadget. Uber will pay out $2.2 million um, to settle claims um, because people with disabilities were overcharged. So essentially, when you – they implemented a policy, I guess, in 2018, where if you um, were more than two minutes late, you were overcharged. Now – or you were charged additional – Right. So when you break this article down, though, there's a lot about that that's interesting. And it isn't just, in my opinion, about paying the money out. It's like um, there 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 is a waiver system that people 
could apply for. Some people, some did, some didn't. But Uber, they didn't advertise that, which is one interesting issue. But I think the other issue is they, well, they didn't advertise it, in my opinion, because they didn't, they were afraid that people would scam the system. Um, mm. You know, people would take advantage of it. But the, here's the other interesting thing is the article didn't explain what kind of a disability was it people that are vision impaired that were charged, people in wheelchairs, people with silent disabilities, who, how is, is Uber, and this is what I don't understand yet, are going to determine what what do they, what do they mean by a disability? Mm. This is what puzzles just anyone me. with a weight charge, right? Anyone well, who took that's longer. What, that's what, yeah, that's what I thought when yeah. you started this build. That's what I would have figured. Okay, anyone you're late, you would get charged for that. But yet it's specifically disabled people. So, of course, then I get thinking, okay, what is the perceived whether we have to send a different vehicle, whether the person has a guide dog, maybe there's where they were uh, assessing these charges. I don't understand yeah. how you would separate. Like if, if anyone's late, you know, yeah. I can, I can comprehend a charge. So I'm, yeah. I'm puzzled about that. That that's interesting that specifically people with disabilities. Yeah, I know. I know. And I have heard of this. This was something we talked about on the show. I remember quite a while ago, like years ago. Um, and, and I think I was confused then by, all right, I understand if, you're making them wait. There, there may mm-hmm. be a charge, but I don't understand how. Well, only disabled people make us wait. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, and it's so, um, I just want to point out here that it says that Uber was always uh, working to bolster accessibility. Yeah. Um, and encouraging people to sign up for you know these waivers and whatever. But I'm just a little rolling my eyes about this because it seems kind of like a okay let's just pay everybody off and hopefully they'll be happy with this response um i don't think it's enough at all from uber's end at all like wait times sure but this doesn't address anything else and so many of us use uber so many people with disabilities use uber and um it doesn't address you know a how do you identify as a person with a disability I still don't know how to identify as a white cane user every single time i book a ride i have to uh, clarify that I'm a white king user. This is how I need you to identify yourself um, when That's you right. get here so I, I know I'm getting in the right vehicle. Exactly. So I don't know how people who use wheelchairs do it and how people with guide dogs do it. Okay. And then there's B, which is how many people get left on the streets, blind people, lots of, you know, articles, just Google it <laughs> on so many people getting left on the street because uh, Uber drivers have said, nah, I'm not picking you up. You have a dog peace out so this doesn't doesn't address that any of that doesn't stuff. get addressed okay, it, it, fine. It's, it's all yeah. about that whole it took rumya longer Wait to get time. into the car because she mm-hmm. had the folder yeah. cane up to climb in yeah, yeah. but even that did, what can i prior to this encounter already let the driver know that i'm going to take some time like that would be inclusivity you know or that's what, addressing accessibility. Yeah, and that's what the whole idea is, and that's why they want people to identify now because they're supposedly going to waive this period. Doesn't matter yeah, how long for a couple yeah. years if, if you sign up to say, listen, um, and as well as pay back people. But I think it was the excessive charge. It was the two minutes plus more, yeah, as if right. you folding up mm-hmm. your cane or someone adjusting their guide dog. Uh, again, folks, sorry if we sound like we relate to 
that the, the, our disability more a little bit here. We we are being inclusive about everyone as much as we can. I I don't have a great example for for other situations, but I'm sure many of you out there know. Hey, man, look how long it would take me to 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 do this, to do that, to get myself ready. But I th- that's where they seem to have run their little scam. And the Justice Department in the U.S. says that's uh, the violation of Article Three, mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and that's just a big no no. Yeah, it, it is, it, and it'll be interesting to see how this actually unfolds. When you, I mean, if when you contact Uber for a ride, wouldn't you tell them that you're in a wheelchair, and then am I going to be charged extra? I mean, well, I, mean, it, I it, guess it, sh- it should be like that. Not the am I going to be charged extra, but there should be a way to let Uber know, like whoever driver you're paired up with, or just put in your profile without having to hesitate that you're a person with an, uh, a disability. You know, right? Like, you it just, shouldn't be I this complicated. I think part of the problem is you don't want them assessing that to be late. Um, you know, if he's two minutes, takes two minutes. Okay, now I got to hit you with a fee. Well, there are people who have disabilities who can certainly get in a vehicle as quick as anybody else. Even people who have accessible needs. If someone has a, a vehicle that's an accessible vehicle, they still can transfer and get in there without eating up that two minutes or more. But I ho- yeah. I wonder is this assessed as soon as you say yes? I need the accessible vehicle because I am a person in a wheelchair. I'll have to col- you know collapse my chair and put it in with me. Oh well, instantly. Yeah. I'll just put the fee on there to extra charge. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, might be where they've been caught. Sorry, Bill, go ahead. No, the other interesting thing is they're also being fingered for not having enough accessible vehicles. Um, and Given. and, and the, other, the other thing that I've experienced is driver training. I mean, some people don't even know what a white cane is. Legit. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I mean. That's what I mean. There's so many other problems, okay, because they're giving a rebate or some kind of compensation to people because they were being charged for waiting time after two minutes does not at all, in my opinion, um, address any of these root issues. And I just want to make a quick comparison no. to Lyft for some people who, oh. who do this, right, who go between Lyft and Uber um, because of better prices for the most part. Lyft automatically gives you five minutes your driver waits for you for five minutes regardless of what challenges you may have um and then the charges start going up after the five minutes so in my opinion that's even a more fair system to be <laughs> that's because with. Yeah, they learned the lesson watching uber get in trouble oh, years few years back right so they, they were smarter about it but that's better right because all of us for whatever reason maybe you have so many groceries maybe yeah. you didn't have your phone with you your kids crying it doesn't matter if disability or not you have five minutes and they're and supposed to live and me. learn by experience yeah yeah, like, but yeah, driver training and all that. We can't even get into it, Billy. There's so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there is. I agree. California late start law aims to make schools, um, it's going to be starting later. So essentially in California now, high schools uh, can start at no later than 8.30 and middle schools start at 8 o'clock. So basically 
it really standardizes when schools can start because in some districts, you had to be in your classroom by 7.30 for eight. So now it seems to me that students are getting an extra, what, hour, maybe half or an hour sleep. Um, so that you, you can't, high school stand, can start before 8.30. So does that mean you have to be in your classroom by 8.30 for nine? or you have to be in your classroom for eight to start at 8.30. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but people are saying that it's going to be, it's going to give students the extra bit of time they need to go to sleep and, and some extra sleep time. Is it really going to, does it really matter? So, I mean, so it, it, the doubters out there are going to say they're just going to stay up later and still going to be dealing with the same lack of sleep, if that's what you consider. Yeah. A lot of uh, experts say that young people need that eight to 10 yeah. hours easily. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. okay, I don't but know. the focus, there was some focus shifted on the parents, right? In this article, yeah. um, saying that parents are, some parents are going to really have a hard time with this because the, the best, the ideal is to coordinate the start of your work day That's with the right. start of your kid's school day. So everyone leaves together, carpooling, et cetera, et cetera. But if they start later, this means that a lot of people are going to have to shift their lives yep. and their care and their transportation. And, so, And I think that's yeah. a reasonable concern, but they're starting something new and probably that was a reasonable concern years ago. Whenever yeah. school time, and it's were mental health, right? There are a lot yeah. of mental health um, things is. that there were are. pointed out. Yeah, in this no, article, I, I and I think know. that those are things to consider. Whereas years ago, they would have been like, "Ah, whatever." But no, seriously, it it does matter, and I think that these shifts are going to be like our future. And do students? I mean, the thing is, okay, so you may get an extra, depending on where you live, you may get an hour. But are students going to be up anyway? I mean, that's that's the interesting thing. How is <laughs> it going to switch it back? The well, that's the problem. <laughs> or you look at places like here, Billy. When if we yeah. ever get rid of the time shifting, the time yeah. change, the t- going back and forth, and if they were to move st- class so that you know it starts when there's actual daylight. <laughs> you know, in some circumstances, it's just barely daylight, you know, for some people going to school or when they're, you know, come home in the afternoon. OK, there's some daylight to go out and mess around for a bit. But we we talk about this all the time for for people working. It, it's it's an issue. And you want to look at some of these things, too, for getting people promoting sleep and promoting that mental health that we've talked about, including the blue light. Yeah, I had to work well, there's there. other things. There's other things that they're talking about in the article is traffic. I mean, you're going to have to reroute, like, schedule busing and all this. It's a whole huge thing that they're going to have to work on to make this thing actually work. But but it's it's. I think the thing is that for me, at least you don't have to start being your school at 730. I think that's yeah, kind of real. Yeah. This is an interesting one. Its app uses music of the past to connect caregivers with dementia patients. Um, so the app is called Vera. It's it's in the App Store. It's 
very recent. Basically, what you do with it, if you're a caregiver, you are going to type in the, the your you know the loved one who has dementia. You're going to type in their you know where they were born, where they lived, the type of music they like. And the machine, the app is going to get, because it uses basically mach machine learning, so it's going to get music that they, that they like. So we know that the, the music has been, you know, it, it has a lot of properties when it comes to healing. And on the, basically what, what it does is when you have, apparently when you have dementia, your long-term memory usually is the last to go. So um, you know, you can remember something that happened 20 years ago, but you can't remember something that happened maybe a minute ago. So when you, as your dementia um, gets worse, you go back further and further in time. And that's where the music comes in because, right. you know, um, the video though is really interesting. People that have tried this video, this is from an Australian company. It basically made people with dementia dance. It made them recognize voices. It reconnected faces. Yep. And yeah, it just stimulates the brain. Well, we've seen this with, uh, I want to say it was last Christmas and some of the pieces of music that were put together, put on YouTube by, by um, persons, uh, you know, groups of, of people in care uh, with, with dementia and Alzheimer's and that connection. We, we know a lot of music therapists out there uh, specialize oh, yeah. in dealing with bringing those, those moments, those feelings out because of music, because of what, what we feel, remember, uh, and can recall through um, the illness um, and, and of that past. And that being something we recognize maybe more than a poem, maybe more than a story being read to us, and certainly sometimes more than people themselves. Well, and it, it makes you, it, and the music, it, it made it, you know, the other thing that's interesting about this app is if the piece of music brings out aggression, in 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 a dementia patient, you can delete that from the playlist, right. and it'll mm -hmm. never show up. Um, conversely, if a music has a calming effect, um, you you can you can add that to the playlist, and it will go out and get, you know, based on that, um, more like that. That part interests me. I, I yeah, you know, because I, I, again, Bill, maybe I think of it as in time, as our minds change and things get forgotten or, or it gets hazier. So maybe you can go back to the early eighties, then the seventies, you know, um, you know, but, but to be able to say, well, yeah, music like this, and I'm not just saying country or rock because some of the stuff oh, will have any... no bearing on you. Right. But that, that yeah. one song that might make you angry might be, you know, something from the Bee Gees from 76 or something like that. But yet a lot of the other Bee Gees stuff you might like. So does it, does it curtail it? To other like music, BG seventies or or seventy six or what? That is interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I th I think it I think that particular song you can delete from the playlist and then it will, but it will go out and get say more BG music. It's not. Yeah. It's it's sometimes a one song will trigger maybe a bad memory or something mm -hmm. like that that you might have had. Because it's like we can't remember what we forgot. Yeah. Consciously. Right, but our still our brain is still reacting to 
different things. And sometimes yeah. so it might feel like nostalgic. Right. It might be yeah. what we associate without us being able to remember it with that song. You know, a bad exactly. time, a, something happened yeah. or a horrible I feel this memory. way, but I don't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think we know how how that how it how music can stimulate. But we I tr- I downloaded the app because I wanted to see, you know, how would going to work. And unfortunately, it made me fill out and create an account, which is one of my pet peeves when it comes to apps. I don't like having to do that. I think you should just be able to try the app. Of course, that's another conversation. <laughs> so yeah, you and know. I, I don't know the value of that for the app maybe it's a tracking thing for uh, because of what they're trying to accomplish with it maybe that's for if somebody is legitimately using it for the purposes of uh, so yeah. that it's tailor-made to well billy likes this or billy doesn't like this or, or or whatever so that that account knows no man he gets upset over this kind of thing or he find but he loves this kind of music or the, this artist yeah maybe that's why Bill Shackleton is a usual suspect on our show, Kelly and Company. You can catch Billy sneaking around the studio on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more of The Buzz. All right, see ya.